the fans demand the, the fans we we've, we've been right i've gotten death threats they <laughs> <I> just <laughs> can we hear <laughs> He broke himself. I gotta get a full dose of pop. Give me my pop for the day. This is bad news. I know. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. Okay. Okay. Trying to be more no nonsense this morning. Have you ever thought, Josh, what it's like to be inside my head? It's a scary place. Bob, have you ever asked for help? Like, as a leader in the company, when you were VP of who knows it, what's it? Did you ever say, you know what, on it? I don't know what the heck to do. I need help. You know, I can say this with all due honestly, Josh, no. I mean, I really know it all. And I'm not, you know, I'm humble. But <laughs> that's why people show up to the podcast. Exactly. Every episode. No, uh, I have. I, I, I have. But it's hard, I think, mm-hmm. for me and for people. I've gotten more comfortable with it. I... So I'll come at it. I'll come at it from a different way. Okay. I don't know how many. I, I think I've, you've heard this before. I've written a blog post about this. Shock. Imagine that about people waiting in mm-hmm. my in my coaching. By the time people reach out to me, it's not funny. I often think probably eighty percent of the time when I get a request for coaching, yeah, it's I, my my thought is with with respect. And I try to I try to be keep my brain respectful and not judgmental. That why did you wait so long? Right. Yeah. I understand. Right. I'm like I'm like, why didn't you call? And it's not even just call me. It's call someone. Right. Why didn't you? You know, you waited so late. That I mean, it's not. There's never. It's never too late. Mm-hmm. But you waited so late and went through so much crap and so much pain. Why didn't you call? Right. Yeah. So I th- I. So I think I've gotten much more comfortable with that. I think early in my career, you know, it was it was not discomfort. It was, what was it? I just didn't think. Maybe it. Maybe I wasn't self aware. Maybe I thought I knew everything. Yeah, I wasn't a... cocky. So I don't think I've ever been cocky that mm-hmm. way. But I didn't. It, it didn't cross my mind that you know help was something was an option mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons maybe safety etc right, right my roles in companies and stuff but i didn't i didn't even think about it but then there came a period of time where i, I transitioned and I, re, I i grew i guess i matured and i grew mm-hmm. and i realized that it was you know there's nothing wrong with saying i don't know there's nothing wrong with asking for help mm-hmm. right it's actually a very positive thing so how about you and we can get into some specifics. Yeah, I, I would say not as much as I could or should have. A couple factors play into that I, as I think about it that I think really drove that behavior and, and still affect me. If you've listened to enough episodes, you've 
heard me talk about the anti-mentors and most of my bosses early in my career were ones where they drove me to be the opposite of, of them. So we didn't align in a lot of ways. So there was no one for me to go to. The first person that I really could go to was you, right? As we started to have those talks, as I started to figure things out, but it was weird. I didn't think of it as, Hey, I'm going to Bob for help. It's like, we were just talking yeah. and as things happened, we helped each other out and we were just talking. The, the second factor for me is that for like real personal trust where I'm going to be really vulnerable with someone. Now, again, you've probably heard me talk about trust as the number one thing in an organization. Mm -hmm. Yes. But for me, there's this like second level of like personal trust that there's a really high bar. So there's a handful of people that are out there now yeah. that I would freely call and talk to, but I tend to keep that a, a relatively small group of folks just because the mental hurdle that I have to get over with that person to feel comfortable is pretty darn high. I think most people, I, I think that's normal. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe you're slightly higher than, but I think that's a normal thing. I have a very small group mm -hmm. like of trusted partners. Mm -hmm. I think I wrote another blog post around that at one. Joanna Rothman inspired me once she talked about, I forget what she called them, but establishing like a trusted circle or something mm -hmm. like that. And, and she, and, when I read her article, it made me think about who is my, mm -hmm. because I don't always think about those people intentionally. Right. right. I know, you know, if I think about it, I know they're there. You're one of those, mm -hmm. but I don't, you know, I don't always, you know, put that in my head, but I thought about that. And it was a very small, Ralph Kasuba is mm -hmm. one of those people that, you know, historically I would go to uh, Mary Thorne, but mm -hmm. some one, it's a very small group, but it's, it's duration. It's, it's, just guaranteed trust, mm -hmm. right? I would trust you guys with anything. Yeah, I, I, I think for me, the thing that big trust hurdle is, can I talk to this person about the situation and they're able to disconnect from whatever is happening in their life and like give me a real honest, thoughtful response that has intentions, right? Not, they're just saying words, right. but they're thoughtful about it and say, you know, here's how I would do it. Or here's what I've been through. And it's not like, there's no agenda there. It's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm here to help. And maybe they say, gosh, I don't know, you know, things like that and being comfortable with that. Yeah. So, so yeah. those are the things that kind of tripped me into that world was like, okay, cool. Like you're now in the circle or whatever we want to call it. Yeah. It's the relationship. Mm -hmm. As you were talking, what I thought of is it's not duration. It's not 10 years, you know, five years, 10, 20. It doesn't, it's not that, but it's, have you had enough time where you've established a relationship, mm -hmm. right? With that person. So that you just have a, to me, it's, you have a relationship mm -hmm. uh, and you've worked through some easy times and hard times. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. That, right? right. So like, I know that you will disagree with me if you think I'm going down the wrong path yeah. and everybody else that's in that circle we have disagreed yeah. and we've talked through why and we understood and it was disagree and commit and we supported each other yeah. and all those things. So again, it was that I never expect an agenda to be there or like, Hey, yep. like I'm just going to say nice things. Like, no, Josh, I really think you need to hear this because you're fumbling this pretty terribly. You know, it's like I'm resonating with like going back to radical candor and Kim Scott talks about there's what the care personally access 
and and then what is it? Is it give a damn or it's care personally and you know invest or something like that? But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about the care personally part of relationship. Yeah, part of me, you know, I care. So if I care about you, I will be no nonsense with you. Right, right. I will give you this. It's not that you have to agree with me. Right, but I will be a straight shooter with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. The reason I can get away with that or whatever is you realize I have no agenda, right? Right. I just care about you, right? right. We, have, we have a relationship, so if I'm saying something, it's not to judge you or to hurt you or to anything, it's to help. Right. right? And I, I think that kind of sort of captures that. So, cool. We've been in the business long enough yep. that we've built relationships with a handful of people that we can trust. Yep. Let's say, let's rewind the clock to, you know, 15, 20 for you, 70 years ago, where you're just getting into the business. Well, I was, I had like 40 years of experience at that point, but yeah. (laughs) And, and so you, you're, you're at a new job and you're, you know, stumbling and fumbling. Maybe the onboarding wasn't smooth. There's like still like, it doesn't feel like you don't, you're stuck against something. You don't know how to get it done. How do you find that person that you can trust? You know, what do you do there? I mean, I, I was at, I was at a contact, and um, I'll, I'll try to tell the story. Maybe maybe this will help. It's not mm-hmm. going to be an answer, but there was a guy. There was an agile coach that I knew, and I want you to sort of react to this. There might be some nuance here. There might not be. Right. But there was this agile coach, and he and I were having coffee occasionally. And I'm blanking on his name. He he moved to New York, maybe a decade ago, but uh, and he was trying to build a consulting practice, mm-hmm. and he had just gone independent. Right. And, and he was, and he offered to do coaching at eye contact and eye contact, if you, you know, is my, like my pet organ. It was my experimental pet organization. Just like my dude. Right. It was like, you're doing, yeah, good. So it was my place. Yeah. So for me to, and I was the head coach, right? Mm -hmm. I was not ego driven head coach, but I'm right. This is my place. Mm -hmm. And he offered to do coaching and my initial response, not to him in my head, was you know nice idea but you're you know get the hell out of here this is my place this is Mm -hmm. this is bob's hangout i'm the head coach here and as i'm apt to do i i often reflect we've talked about that i'm I'm a reflection maniac Mm -hmm. so i reflected i'm like why did i do that and i eventually invited him in and it was sort of pro bono not sort of it was pro bono Mm -hmm. so they what's in it for him was he wanted to practice his assessment his chops Right, and he gave us an, he gave us feedback, yeah, and, cool. and what was in it for me was some free insights. Mm-hmm. But it it I this sticks out in my head because it was real. One, it was hard for me to invite someone in. Yeah. Two, it was really hard. I mean, not everything was was perfect in Bobville. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Right, and he had feedback, and it was really hard for me. It was a good exercise mm-hmm. for me to hear it, and it was, and it. And I've done this before, and I've done it since then. But it was it was great to get another set of eyes. It was absolutely wonderful to get another set of eyes. So, what am I trying to say? I I think there's hurdles. Whether it's new job, old job, your job, mm-hmm. your current, you've been there a few years, whatever. I think there's I think there's hurdles of perception. I think there's hurdles of ego. There's hurdles of it's my place, like there's centralist nature and stuff. 
but I, I really have tried to fight through that because I think another set of eyes, respectful eyes, right? Right. Not ever, you know, you don't want to invite in the Boy Scouts to, yeah. to look at your company, but it's, I think it's a growth opportunity. I think it's wonderful, but I, I, th I think a lot of people don't, like, my perception is the majority of folks don't do it. They don't even like like bringing me in. Right. Why does someone wait oh, yeah. to the very last minute when the shit is hitting the fan? When the, because it was uncomfortable to ask for help early on, right? There's all these dynamics. Yeah. So react to that story. I, any, does any of that resonate? I agree. A similar scenario happened at Teradata after you left. So, Oh, I remember you. You guys brought in someone, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we... we we did some really cool stuff there and we did things that people across the organization couldn't get done. And because of our success, they asked me to go basically like on this agile roadshow where I went through all the offices in China, LA. I, I yeah. Like I went that. to San Diego, right? All of their offices like, Hey, you did this in the framework of Teradata. Like, how did you do that? Cause we yeah. want to do that. So I just went around and did that. And we had an office in Canada where there were people that were on my team and they wanted to hire an external agile coach for Canada. I'm like, what WTF? Like I, I got this, like, you know, you right. know what are you doing? Right. And, and that was ego driven for sure. Also, I had a terrible case of never saying no yep. back in the day. Yeah. Early in my career, I just piled everything on on top of me and felt the responsibility to do it. It helped me grow in my career, but it also made life really difficult and made home life difficult at times and yep. stuff like that, where I was so focused on, on work that it would create some problems. And that's a thing that I had to learn. And let's see the very next job after Teradata was no, the second job after that was the first time I ever told my boss, no, I can't do that. I can't take that on. If I do, I'm going to not do well enough here. Yep. And that, that was a huge moment for me that changed my, my course where I got comfortable enough not having to pretend that I could do everything. It, I think that's part of it as well, or know everything. Mm -hmm. There's this, and it's, and in all fairness, you know, I think it's harder for leaders. It's hard everywhere, but it's hard for leaders because you get paid more. It, so there's an ego part to it, but there's also like when you've been a director of a software team, mm -hmm. people are paying you to have all the ends. I mean, maybe this is my perception of it, maybe not yeah. yours, but there, I have a perception that folks are expecting me to, you know, my the board is expecting me to know everything, right? My my director, the C level, is expecting yeah. me to know everything, and it's really hard to say no. I don't know everything. And part of that is maybe more me driven than it is them driven. Although there is, there's two sides to it. And I think it's like, there's a lot of fear and maybe safety, psychological safety mm -hmm. and fear comes into play. So it's not just an ego play. It's a, it's a, you know, I'm not doing my job if I get yeah. someone else to do it. I, I found there are two, you know, groups of leaders that one, want you to know everything about that function. If you're the director of X, you need to know everything about X and everything that's happening with X. Yep. And if you don't, you're a failure. I had leaders like that early in my career. Gonzalo was that yep. same way. Yep. Other bosses I've had along the same way have been that I've been migrating to leadership groups 
that value what I see the the role and responsibility that I have is to build a scalable, sustainable organization yep. where I don't know everything yep. and I hire people that are smarter than me yep. that I can trust and count on that will live beyond me. Yep. That's how I've migrated my career because that's what I like to do. That's what I believe is best long-term yep. as opposed to the short-term fix. Yep. So I've worked really hard to find leaders that aligned with me on that and that's how I've shaped where I go. I think it's... What was I going to say? I got diverted there a little bit. So I, one thing I want to say is the world of 2021 is vastly different. The accessibility to coaches and leaders and content versus when you, when you started, certainly like carrying around those stone tablets well, was, was difficult. The trains, right? Everyone, it was telegraphs and yeah. trains and things, right? There was... Yeah. I mean, that was after 50 years of working for you, but like the stone tablets were heavy. Exactly. Maybe your chisel broke. You've stuff done like some that. age chops here. They, like, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. You've been trying to land those things. It's, it's been a while. So is, I feel it is, it is been I've a got a pent up. Uh, but, but, but come back. It is. What's your point, though? Is it, it is different today? Is it making it easier, more accessible, less accessible? What's what? I think today makes it more accessible. You are listening to two leaders, yeah, in the agile world, offering free information yep. that you can listen to anywhere. Yeah, you can listen to it on your train ride. You yeah. can listen to it on an airplane. You can listen to it wherever while while you're making dinner. Then you factor in the world of Discord. This is not a plug, but just the reality of there's these communities that are out there. Ours is on Discord. Where, like you can go ask questions and like we're there and yep. we're responding. And there's other thoughtful leaders that are there. They're like waiting for somebody to ask a question because they yeah. just want to help. Yeah. And then you look across the Internet with that and it's everywhere. Now, the other the other side is sometimes you get air quote advice from people that intend well. What's but maybe mislead you, right? You know, the quality, I mean, the diversity of the advice. Mm -hmm. So so the good news is it's a wide community. The bad news is it's a wide community. So it goes back to your trusted voices. The Agile community is like that now. I mean, I think there's, I think there's an activity to pare down the voices. So find your voices, find your mentors, find your communities, pare them down to the trust, whatever your bar is, like we were talking about. I'm doing the Josh thing. And I'm nice. Like, Right, so f raise the bar and find that community. But then once you do that, then the flip side is then be, start grooming yourself or changing yourself to become comfortable with that advice, right? To not be full of yourself, mm -hmm. to, run the to run an experiment that someone else suggested, to run an experiment when every ounce of your being says that won't work, Yeah, right? It's to... It just to run the experiment or to yeah, try something. I, you know, you and I are living proof of that. Yeah. One of the things I always come back to is when you told me to get out of the retros. I'm like, Bob, no. And you were like, just do it. Just try it. And I came back like a month later and like, dang it, Bob, you were right. You know, but but I had to be, I disagreed with you completely. But I'm like, well, this is, this is a person that I trust. And if he says I should try it, cool. Let's try it and see what happens. That's part of that. That's a tactical thing, strategic things. Really get the advice. Really put yourself... I, I do think there's an ego aspect to it. I do mm -hmm. think there's a control aspect to it, right? Yeah. I am a leader. I'm. There's a command and control aspect to it. So really putting that stuff... 
I, I wonder what can drive you through that. So I'm thinking, I think we've talked in here a few times about putting the needs of the team above our needs, our personal needs. You, we, you've talked about mm -hmm. that and I've talked about that. I wonder if that helps. Like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the yeah. one, right? From a leadership perspective, I think that's one of the, my driving forces. Like, why did I invite that coach in? Mm -hmm. I just wanted to get better. And I, and, and I wanted I wanted further insights for my team. It wasn't actually about me. Mm -hmm. It was about my organization. And can I get something that I'm not seeing? I'm not omnipotent. I have blind spots. So how do I get that? Mm -hmm. So one of the drivers there is is breaking through that as saying, you know, if it's just all about me, I'm, I'm going to miss those things. So I have to make it about the organization. That may be some way of, you know, sort of in sending yourself through that hurdle. Yeah, it it. It took me, let's see, 15 years to figure that out. Yeah. And like, I'm a stubborn guy. There's zero doubt that so I'm, I have none of that in me, <laughs> that I'm super stubborn. And one of the things that, that really frustrated me when you and I first met, and I'm sure it drove you crazy because you're like this young whippersnapper, just like, you don't know what you're talking about. What I would get so mad that experience carried so much weight and I felt like I'm better than that person, Yeah. but they have 15 more years of experience. So they're just going to get that because they've been doing it for longer, but I really believe I'm better. And like, I don't even get a chance to prove it. So yeah. that, that, that was one of those things that kind of drove me crazy. Now, as you go and you age and mature and like you become the one that is experienced and then you start growing and building teams and you see that chasm between the experience and the yep. ones that aren't there yet. Yep. Now I understand like, man, I was an idiot. Yeah. 13 years ago when you and I started talking through this stuff, I'm like, I am super thankful that you didn't just like, dude, you're crazy. Go away. You know, and, and actually put up with me whining and complaining about that stuff. Well, it's everyone and not everyone does it, but it's that switch of, you know, the value proposition for leadership is not the leader. It's the organizations that you can co-create, mm -hmm. right? It's it's not about you. It's making that switch of me to them, right? And actually, not what I do, but what I co-create, mm -hmm. right? It's it's that value. It's like the less you do, is is you know, if the organization is picking up, then you've done your job. But it it's it's a that juxtaposition, that that shift that you have to make, and it's incredible. And and very many people don't make that shift of it's about the organization like i get value by growing you said it i scaling what i do is i can scale organizations and you can literally walk away and that organization will be fine mm -hmm. now that's not your goal your goal is to build that organization which isn't solely dependent on you so maybe that's another that's that central that's a central part of what we're talking about is if once you make that pivot then it's so much easier to find other voices or ask for help, external help, internal help. It doesn't matter. Welcome to our diversity and inclusion minute. Bob has some excite. This is like a celebration version of our diversity and it's inclusion very, minute. It's very cool stuff is going on out in the community. So one thing Metacasters is there's a um, webinar, a panel discussion coming up on October 30th. The link will be below. It's a Saturday from 10 to 11 Eastern time. 
and it's the journey, the titles of the journey of seven black Scrum Alliance coaches. Now, the good news is there are seven black Scrum Alliance coaches. The bad news is I think there's only seven and mm. we're going to get it. We're going to get it bigger. So that's part of this. So, and I know a few of them. Brandon Rains is a coach in the DC area. Wonderful coach. Mm. Just, just incredible. Angie Pate, I know she's in the Dallas area. Kemi Raji is in the uh, coach in the Toronto area. Fem Femi Odalusi is in UK, in mm -hmm. London, I think, a coach there. A lot of them I've had in my Cal class and I've met them over over time as part of as part of our diver my diversity efforts, our yeah, diversity yeah. efforts. But the the PS de resistance. Oh wow. Did ooh, that hurt? Ooh, it did. And I didn't get it out as, as quite as <laughs> nicely as I thought. But uh, is a new GoPout. So I met a new and she's a coach in the Dallas area. She is a CEC, certified enterprise coach. She just so not only is she participating in this panel, but she just dun, 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 got Vote. She got elected to the Scrum Alliance Board of Directors. She is the first woman, black woman, that has gotten elected to the board. And that just happened a week or two ago. And I am just, I'm blown away by her. And she got turned down the last time. Mm. So resilience. Nice. Perseverance. Yep. You know, and she's just, she is wonderful. You know that group, Josh, in Nigeria that I've talked about, that right. support the girls? Yep. Anu is central to that. She's she's a founder of that group. Wow. I, I don't know what she's got children, she's got a job, and she gives back to the community. So everyone, I just a round of Metacastian applause yeah, exactly. for for that. It's a wonderful please try to attend. If you do attend, celebrate these folks. Inspire these folks. We need more folks. We need more diversity in our in our agile community. And and the one request that we have is share this. Yeah. Share this across your network so that some of your connections that might be inspired by this webinar exactly. or this person becoming the director or a part of the board of directors that can inspire people. So exactly. do the simple thing of sharing this info out and help grow the community by that. This is probably the simplest ask that we've ever had of you in this realm. Just, just, just share just, this out. Just spread it out there. Wouldn't it be cool, Metacasters? If we overwhelm the Scrum Alliance and they run out of spots, mm. how cool would that nice. be? That kind of interest. All right, back to the episode. So we basically want a denial of service attack there. Yes. Yeah, and have yes. it all just be Metacast yes. listeners. How cool would that be? I, I'm going to set like a countdown timer. Yeah. See if we can do that. I'm with we're you. We're counting on you. Everyone out there, right. we're counting on you. All right, let's get back to the episode. Okay. Anything else on this subject? Yeah, I, we, we've we've talked about, I've talked about my crash course I do with teams where they read debugging teams together and then crucial conversations together. And like, that's a, that's a requirement. I am trying to fast track that trust and to create the safe communication that has to happen for people to find their mentors and to find people that they trust and to understand that they are a team. So there are things like that that you can do with leaders across the organization. I've worked at places where the CEO ran the leadership group through stuff like that as well. Again, trying to fast track it. It happens a lot when there's an acquisition and there's new people and new leaders and all that stuff. So if you wait for it to happen, it might not. It, you have to. There's, there's a young lady I coach 
and I met her in a few years ago, maybe three years ago. We did an, an agile coach camp in Raleigh mm-hmm. at Red Hat, and her name is Dimple Shaw. Mm-hmm. And Dimple signed up. She's in Ohio or something, but we won't hold that against her. <laughs> uh, but she's in the in the Midwest, and she flew down here. And my daughter and I were so Rhiannon came down and attended the camp with me, mm-hmm. and we were doing some of those open space breakout things. And and I'm and Rhiannon and I were co-leading one, and we met Dimple, and Dimple resonated with some of the things of self care topics, as I recall. And and then she went back home, and she reached out to me, maybe six months later or something, and she was looking for a coach. And I do some pro bono coaching. Mm-hmm. With a particular residence towards women or Mm -hmm. people of color, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll pro bono coach a lot of people, but I try to help those, I try to be diverse. Mm -hmm. And so I signed up and I've been coaching Dimple since then. So I've been off and on coaching her for a few years. And she was, um, she was talking the other day and she was saying something about, you know, my coach is Bob Galen and some people know me and things like that. And it's like, oh my God, you know, Bob is your coach. To, to the one person who knows who I am <laughs> and and she and she was like yeah and it's like how did that how did it make that happen and she's like I asked yep right she's like I asked what else I asked mm-hmm. and he said yes and we've been doing that ever ever since and I think there's value in it the point of that story is I don't think people ask enough yeah and that's what we're you it's it, they really they don't ask they don't ask internally Right. They don't ask externally. You, they don't ask, and it's like so. Shame on you. Like we need you need that voice in order to develop. You you need help. You mm-hmm. can't do it by yourself. Yeah. And so be proactive, and be prepared to be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Right. By people's receptiveness, I think in general. I mean, not everyone's an ogre out there. Yeah. Agreed. And Agreed. I'll say no to someone. I mean, I'm I'm not infinitely capacity, but one of my, I don't have a lot. I mean, I I do this. This is something I want to do to the community, and I don't get as many. I don't get that many requests. Agreed. Agreed. I've I've had, in the past, six months to a year a handful of people reach out and I've responded to everyone because you can tell in their request that it's important. Yeah. They care and they want to get better. And one of my favorites is a woman in Russia who reached out. She was getting ready to start her own practice and just wanted to talk to me. She was surprised that I responded. And then when we got on zoom, she was like freaking out because like, I can't believe like, it's just you and me on zoom. Like I never thought this would happen. Like it, it's just me. I'm just Josh and I'm here to help. Exactly. And we've stayed in touch and she's doing amazing. And I, I played a teeny tiny part in her doing that. Like that was mostly her. Like she's the one that made it happen. But I, I think you and I, and especially anyone out there that creates content, it's clear we're trying to help. We are trying to help in as yep. many ways as we can by, you know, spending a, a, a Sunday morning at Bob's house in beautiful downtown Cary recording a podcast. Exactly. You know, so like it's clear there are people that are out there. Just ask. Just ask. And and that's that sounds simple, everyone, but there's not a lot. There's not enough asking. There really isn't. And And we're making it. I had a young lady reach out to me. I, I try to, about a discount. 
Mm-hmm. So I have these diversity discounts for cow classes, mm-hmm. and I don't get enough. I'm like, I don't even know how to make it. Like we talk about it in the in the Medicast, and I wish people were be. I wish I had the problem that where people were beating like they were beating on my door, and I had to cut off the discounts because I wasn't making enough money. I yeah. mean, I wish I had that problem. Right. Right. And it's just you know, so there's asking, but not enough. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the cool things she did is she did a LinkedIn post to her like uh, Latinx community and she's like oh there's this guy and he does. I'm like yeah. she asked me first she's like can I can I do something on LinkedIn to my community I'm like of course you can I'd love that mm-hmm. I I want to make this available but there's not enough asking in the world right and I think this this podcast is focused on trying to break that barrier down of whatever it is for you personally just sit down and figure out so make the assumption it's just like self-awareness you're not self-aware so you are not asking for help enough let's just say that embrace that metacasters embrace that in your role so then the question is and don't get you know offended or defensive that but but you are not you're not getting enough help and you need help in order to grow and here's the key very few people are yeah. So you're not alone. You're not unique. You're like yeah. everybody else. You're like me and Bob. Yeah. Right. We're, we're always talking back and forth. Yeah. So go and, and ask. Go get help internally. Find a mentor. Be bold. Be courageous. Don't. The first no that you get, it's just a no. Someone might be too busy. Go to someone else. Like we were talking about, trust Bart. So there, now there are billions of voices out there. Like, just like there's billions of agile coaches in the world. So there's billions of them. So come up with a filter. Be selective, but be courageous. Mm-hmm. And and find those people and reach out and get help. And don't get full of yourself. You, We all can grow. Josh, even though we do the Metacast, we've been doing it for 12, 10 years, 11 years, 12 years. We have, I have, a, what, I'm coming up maybe on 40 years of experience, 40 there were cars yeah. when I started working. You have 25 years of experience. Yep. Yeah. There may not have been cars, but whatever. There were cars. But we have, but we're still, we're still mentoring. We're still being mentored. Mm-hmm. We're still asking for help. We're not, we need help. We, we, you know, we can learn. And so having that continuous learning mindset as well, continuous growth, c- continuous learning is, is a good mindset. I agree. Did we... Did we cover this? I think the fork has been stuck. The fork? Yeah. Okay, so Metacasters, uh, call to action. What are you going to do about it? And and us, but not just us, what are you going to do? So I, we want to hear some stories about people who reached out and looked for help and got it. And let's, let's create a snowball of momentum Ooh. around on, what's that, what's that place? Where, Discord. Discord. Yes, link below. <laughs> I am so lame. I, I just, I know it. I know. The best part, everybody, is that Bob is so confused by it, he has two accounts. Do I have two? <laughs> yes. And I could, and I don't know, I wouldn't know how to, I don't even know how to log in. Do I really? <laughs> yes, you no, do. I'm confused. Like, I've tried to mention you twice, and, or like a couple times, it's like, well, there's two Bobs. Which, which, which Bob, Bob is it? Which yeah. Bob is it? And Bob doesn't even know which Bob it is. <laughs> so, everyone, share your stories. And let us know what's going on out there, okay? All right. Yes. So from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina, I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And big. Take care, y'all.